This is the Foreign Culture Podcast, where we talk relationship, religion, and everything else in between. Um, please forgive me for my voice. Um, I don't know what happened, but I woke up, woke up sounding like a frog. Um, but nevertheless, definitely want to have this episode. This is a, a bit lighthearted, you know, a change of pace from the topics that you know I've discussed. Um, but I'm not alone. Today I'm here with a really good friend of mine, um, a brother in Christ, and also my brother in was it brother from another mother? That's what they <laughs> exactly brother from another mother. Yeah. You know, rock with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's my brother Kason. Uh, Kason, say what's up to everybody. What's up? What's up, everybody? My name is Kason. Um, like David said, we're good friends for a while. Probably like 15, 15, 15 plus years. I remember when I, I was just talking about that the other day. I remember when I first met you. We was in a church convention. Might have been New York. It might have been the youth league. Yeah, the youth league. I think it was Rockaway. I think it was Rockaway. Yeah, Rockaway. Yeah, we lost in the back. Me, you, and I. I remember. Probably to be like probably 15. That's why I said like probably 15 plus right now. Yeah. It doesn't feel like. Yeah, <laughs> it really doesn't feel like that. Um, but but definitely, you know, glad to have you. And and I know you were you were giving me um you were giving me some 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 crap about like oh you know I haven't been on the episode I haven't been on the podcast. <laughs> so because um, I'm emotional, bro. Like, I, I like I'm stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I'm here. So you know, I ain't mad. No more. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, tonight tonight's topic is is definitely uh, a good one. Uh, you know, tonight we're going to talk about uh, saying no to Haitian mothers, um, and it's it's something that uh, I know a lot of the listeners can relate to. You know, um, you know, people have got their their mothers; they live with them. Some live with them, some don't. Um, but nevertheless, it's I'd say similar for all of us. You know, with how our parents react when they say when they hear us say no. Um, so I guess yeah, we can just start with that. Um, but I didn't want to start not now, but when you were younger. You know, like do you remember the the first time, or if you ever did say no to your parents when you were young? Um, real young, probably didn't say no as much. I don't remember saying no. Um, my situation is a little different than most Haitians. Um, I was adopted, so it's not like I, you know, was birthed by my, my mom. So I kind of adopted the culture. And mm-hmm. um, like I was telling you prior, it's like when you adopted, uh, it's this trait. I don't remember, like, psychologically the, the, the correct term for it. But it's almost like you have a golden retriever um, syndrome. Like, you want to please the people you with. So, you know, growing up in a foster care system, um, you know, you always, you don't want to be bounced around. So you're pretty much just doing as you're told so you can stick around. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of stayed with me for a long period of time. So I don't think I really said no as much. And then if I did, you know, I was kind of forced to. Probably to like the age of 13. like, oh, you said no? Well, I feed you, so, you know. <laughs> what were her methods of getting you to say yes? Because I'll say for me, you know, growing up, you know, your parents, they know you. Right. They know the things you're not willing to do, the conversations you don't want to have, uh, the places you don't want to go. Like They know you. Um, so like, what was what were her methods of getting you to say yes? 
Um, for my mom, she knows that I'm um, I'm soft hearted, so you don't really got to beat me because you know different children have different methods of discipline. So like, I was one of the kids that really didn't have to get beat. Like, if you say you disappointed in me, like I felt it in my heart. That was like one of the words I didn't want to hear. If you give me a look, or you made me feel bad. It's a wrap from there. Like, I'll start crying. I'm like, what can I do to help? Like, I'll start asking, what can I do? So my mom's biggest thing, it's kind of like manipulation. I hate to say the word because my mom's such a sweetheart, but it's, it's manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's manipulation yeah. in a sense. It's like, I know I could get him to do this if I do this. But, and, you know, trying to stay on topic, not trying to go off too much topic, but that kind of bleeds into, like, when people get to know you, like you were saying, because I feel like that happens yeah. to me. That used to happen to me a lot more. Like, people were like, oh, like, K-Sai is going to give you the, the shirt off his back. So I'm going to, like, certain people would be like, dang, I'm going to make up this story or I'm going to do this to, to tug on his heartstrings. That's the reason why I'm in the field that I am. Like, if you tug on my heartstrings, I'm, I'm going to give it up. So for me, I had to learn, like, more so of how to, like, say no. Because it wasn't something that was easy for me to do, like, say no. Because I'm like... If I say no, like, in my mind, I start thinking, like, I'm going to disappoint this person. Maybe this person really needs me. Or maybe, like, my mom got back problems. Maybe she really can't do it. Maybe she, re- I'm the only option. So my mind starts thinking, like, dang, I'm really the only option. But in reality, you know, there's a lot more. So no, I, I, know you, I know what you mean. Um, it, It's funny, like, or not funny, but interesting how the generation now, they're a lot more bolder than, than yes. we were back then right and um here's, here's an example so my nephew uh he's about 19 right recently got his driver's license and he has a car now he's the oldest in his family right he's the oldest of, of his family and he's the only one that drives in his family so what happens is now he's being forced i don't want to say but yeah he's being forced to you know, take my sister everywhere that she goes. If she's got to go here, hey, drop me off. You got to go there, hey, you know, take me there. Um, there was recently um, like a, a family, like it was it was a, a friend of the family who was having a party, uh, you know, in Jersey. And so my sister says like, hey, I need you to take me. And he was like, okay, I'll take you, but I'm not staying. So like, if I take you there, um, you know, you're going to be on your own. And, you know, they already had this conversation. And just to go back to what you said about manipulation. So they get there, right? About, it's like an hour and a half drive. They get there and then, you know, he drops her off. And she had already told him like, hey, I'm not going to stay for long. You know, I'm just going to be in and out. And so he stays in his car. But when she gets there, it's kind of like they didn't have the conversation. Oh, why don't you stay? And then she's telling mm-hmm. you know, our family members and our you know, friends of the family, you know, oh, he doesn't want to stay. And then so now it's looking like he's a disobedient child. Right. It's looking like, um, you know, he doesn't listen or he doesn't care, but he stuck to his guns. It was just like, but we had this conversation an, an hour ago, two hours ago. Like, why are you trying to switch up now? And she saw that he wasn't going to budge, and she ended up leaving with him, you know? Um, and this was this was told to me secondhand, you know, by my mother and my sister. 
because when they when they came they came to me they were just like talking about how disobedient he is or the malid v or the bagay do afe bagay konsa you know what I mean like say my man cash the machine na puli you know they just start pulling all these things um and so the question I had asked I'm like so you mean to tell me that Jaden didn't talk to Rachel and then when they told me that he did I was like well there you go you can't you can't you know put that aside for the sake of getting what you want out of your kid. You know what I mean? But let me ask you, how is that now with adulthood? How is, how easier is it to say no? To be completely honest, um, I'm more comfortable now and I'm about to turn 30 in a couple of weeks. So it's mm -hmm. not an easy transition. That's why I applaud your nephew um, for standing up at the age of 19. And like you said, it could be like this generation is more bold. Mm -hmm. So it's easier because there's less consequences. Like with us, and to, I'm going to answer your question, but just to piggyback off what you said, it's like the Haitian community feeds off each other, right? Like Haitian culture is very unique. Well, culture in, 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 um, in, in a whole is unique because a lot of it could be molded into one, one thing, right? So with Haitians, like they went to the party, right? And everybody's like, well, he, your mom's, well, not your mom, your sister's like, oh, he's a disobedient child. And, you know, they all start feeding, feeding off each other like a cell, like, yeah, you know, da -da -da -da, my son wouldn't do that. And, like, they try to feel bad. So I applaud him for, like, nah, <laughs> we talked about this. I'm out. Um, But to answer your question, as far as, like, how, how was the transition to adulthood, it was hard. It was hard. Coming from a religious standpoint, coming from a, a Haitian culture standpoint, it was a hard transition. Like, dating wise and just saying no because my mom is somebody that I hold dear dear to my heart, right? Like I told mm -hmm. you earlier. Um they adopted me. They didn't have to. Um so I feel like I owe a lot of gratitude. So sometimes um in the past I felt like I owed her a lot. Like I owed her my life. That was something she always used to say a lot. Like um you know who do him live you and da, da, da. and it's not recently tonight a conversation with my dad and I'm like nah your old wife like if we didn't adopt you somebody else would have I can't guarantee mm -hmm. I can't guarantee it would have been as successful as this one but somebody would have picked you up eventually so I had to learn um my mom would put me in like weird situations um so in the weird situations I'd have to learn like nah but it, it, to be honest it took me losing stuff like people I love genuinely opportunities it took me to, to lose things to start saying no because I start, I woke up and I'm like if I don't start saying no to people not necessarily my mom but no to people mm -hmm. I'm gonna miss out on opportunities you I miss mean out what, on oppor first, like, what opportunities have you missed out on because of it cool opportunities relationships I knew you I'll give you a quick story <laughs> I know we, we said we wasn't gonna out the way but Everybody here knows should know my mom or we'll get to know my mom. Like 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 I said, my mom's a sweetheart. So I was dating this girl, right? Mm -hmm. And she had just brought a car, like literally from the auction. And my uncles are mechanics. So you said your uncle like, was what? It was kind of hard to My mean. uncles are mechanics. You know okay. So she was like, I'm gonna let you hold the car. Um, so your uncle's still looking at it, but tell me tomorrow to go to school. She was going to Westchester at the time. So she was like, I need to go to school. I got an exam. I was like, all right, bet. Like, I'm going to take you to class. Be there at 730. Mind you, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car at the time. Yet. So my mom, she was doing an overnight position. 
um, and she had to go to work at seven. And I'm like, I can. She's like, can you drive me to work? And I'm like, I can't. And she's like, why? I'm like, this is not my car. This is my girlfriend's car. Like, I gotta take her to class. Well, I'm your mom, and da 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 da. I'm supposed to come first. You're not married. Da 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 da. Like, start guilt tripping. So I start feeling bad because that's my personality. I'm like. Damn, like she is right. Like this is my mom. Like I can't do it there. Mm-hmm. So I drive her to work. Drive her to work. My girlfriend at the time blowing up my phone. Where are you at? Where are you at? I'm ignoring it because it's like I'm picking between one of the lesser evils. Do I yeah. disappoint my mom or do I disappoint my girl? Like which one's gonna understand? And at the time I was really with my mom, so it's like if I disappoint my mom, she won't give me a living hell because I live here. If I disappoint my shorty. She'll understand. Like she'll be mad, but she'll get over but it. But she'll she'll get over it. Yeah. She'll get over it. But failing to realize this is an exam. Like a midterm. I pull up to her crib, get the F out of my car, da 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 da. Snapping. What good reason? Maybe she could have handled the situation a little better. But I've been going as on. Like, I mean, no, you could have handled the situation a bit better too. <laughs> I, I was young, bro. I was, I was like, 19, maybe, 19, 20. I could have handled the situation better. Like, that's the thing, too. I learned how to take accountability for different actions. Because it's 100% my fault. I couldn't blame my mom in the situation. Even though I, I guess I expected my mom to have sympathy and understand, like, hey, this does, this car doesn't belong to me, so I can't help you in this moment. But, you know, I also had to take accountability as a man. But that's the beauty of, like, growth, right? I learned a lesson mm-hmm. that day. I learned a lesson in the situation. Did I miss out on an opportunity? Yeah, like, you know, that could have been my wife. Who knows? Whatever. Like, God has a plan for everything. So I ain't going, I'm not going to play God. But it goes to show, like, I could have handled the situation better. I could have told my mom, though. No. Would she have been mad? Yeah. But I already had made a previous commitment with my girl at the time. So I should have stayed with that. Would I have disappointed my mom? Yeah. Because I realized later in life, I'm going to tell my mom no. All the like, not all the time, but I'm gonna have to say no. Like the situation, I'm gonna have kids, I'm gonna have a wife. Like I'm gonna have to say no. So I gotta start eventually. So from that moment, I started realizing like I gotta start saying no. It wasn't easy though. Keep it hundred. It was not easy because, like I said, my mom was everything. Like she's the lady that gave me the opportunity at a second chance at life. Besides God, you know. So the opportunity was there. So it was like you feel, um, you feel like you over everything. Yeah, like obligated, like, yeah. Obligated. But in reality, like my dad was telling me, like, you don't. But then it's a fine line because then I go back to the culture aspect of it, right? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, so it's like, you're not really an adult. But technically, mindset-wise, you really are. Like, at the time, I was in college. I think I already had my associates by then. So, like, I knew how to handle life. But it goes back to the culture, like trying to make you feel like you're a kid, but in reality you're not. But then, I, like I told you earlier, I had to take accountability because I I had I never took accountability until like actually this podcast, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was wait 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 wait. <laughs> wait hold on, you said you didn't you didn't take accountability until this podcast? No, like telling the story, looking back at it, like I apologize to the shorty. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm sitting here. So when we got into the car, it was my fault. Like I know I got to take you to class. 
she's like, why'd you do this? And I'm blaming my mom. But looking back in the situation, it wasn't my mom. It was me. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was me. It was 100% me. So that's why I'm like, man, I'm like finally taking accountability, realizing like pointing the finger. Because it's easy to point the finger at everybody else but you. So I'm like, damn, like, I really effed up. But it goes yeah. to show, like, you know, I I don't make those same mistakes anymore. Like, I'm like, hey, um, I already made a commitment with somebody else. I know you got to go to church, but maybe you got to take over. Maybe you got to see if my sister's available. Start opening up the doors. But that's like when you start losing opportunities. You start to realize that. But everybody's not the same. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get it. Because I'll say, uh, I, I got to give my mom credit in in this area you know she's really big on checking in you know and giving advance notice so for example you know she's she's really big on her checkups you know going to the dentist um you know getting her mammograms and all that you know just taking care of her health and so uh in my household you know we got two drivers and so what she'll do is she'll check in and she's also understanding that oh okay if if you know he took me last time then i'll ask her this time right she divides the load and so it it does give us you know the the space to say yes or no and then not only that but you know if say for instance if my sister can't then then i can't so it is reasonable um but at the same time I, i'm not gonna lie there are times where you feel like saying no but you're like, well, saying yes won't hurt me. You know what I mean? Like I've got, yeah. I've got the time, you know, I've got the energy. I, I can do it. It doesn't get in the way of my plans. Um, you know, so there's that, that mutual respect. Um, but something that I guess to turn the tables, right? Because our parents are older, right? Our parents are 60 yeah. plus. And so something that I've been experiencing, I'd say probably for the past six years or so, five, six years, is having to tell my parents no. Um, so what, what I'm, and, and then not listening, right? So what I mean by that is, I'll take for instance today. So today I go downstairs, I'm on my break from work, and my mom had already, you know, had asked like, hey, I need you to mow the lawn. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's not a problem. I'll mow the lawn. Told me that Early in the day, I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it today. I go outside and I see her cutting some of the, uh, some of the weeds um, by herself, like pulling it out by herself. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, didn't I tell you no, that I would do it? Um, but she's become so impatient. Like, she's got patience, but she's not as patient as she used to be. And All so, right, so now... I'm, I'm... I'm gonna ask you a quick question, cause mm -hmm. right. So, do you think that's part of the culture, right? Because I also get that with my mom. She's very mm -hmm. impatient, but mm -hmm. I'm starting to like pay attention to more different Haitian households. I feel like, like you said, it's an impatient thing, cause she'll be like, you know, um, the other day, right? She's like, "Can I go to the? Can you take me to the market?" I'm like, "Sure, mm -hmm. whatever." But I was driving back from work. And I'm thinking she's already going to be outside. So I left my car waiting for her. She come outside. She's like, she's going, she's headed to the park to go walk. I'm like, ain't you going to the market? 
well, you never came, you never told me anything, da, 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 da. I'm going to just go by myself, you know, you unreliable, da, 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 da. and I'm like, yo, but I've been here. So, like, do you think it's a patient thing, like a, a culture thing when it comes to, no, like, actually getting older? I, I think it. I think it just has to come with age, you know. I, I think it has to come with age. There's there's a lot less patience, a lot less tolerance. Um, but it, I feel like now I'm kind of parenting my mom sometimes, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, don't don't do this or don't go there. I'll do this. I'll take care of this. Um, but if you don't do it immediately, or how they want it or when they want it, <laughs> then it's an issue for them. You know, so yeah, but I mean, again, it, I guess it comes with the, it comes with time, it comes with age, right? Where the roles kind of get reversed. Um, it's it's no longer that they want you to do it; it's more so that they need you to do it now. You know what I mean? Because when we were younger, it was just like, um, here, talk to your aunt, or I I, I need you to go to the store. Or I want it's really I want you to go to the store, but yeah, go to the store, go 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 pick this up, go do that. Because when you're when you're a child, you're I guess culturally you're like an an extension for your parents, you know. Um, but I don't know. I, I'd say for me saying saying no to my mom, it kind of came it came it came easy because I I do say no to her, or I guess when I was younger, like my mid twenties, I would I would say no to her in a way that she would respect because I would explain my no, you know, it wasn't just like, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what you say. It was, it wasn't coming from like disobedience, but more so this is, this is unreasonable. You know, it's unrealistic to say yes to this. Since you say you are kind of getting through it, is there anything that you could tell people like to, or ways to combat, you know, their, their oh. parents wanting to say yes to everything? Um, Cause I don't know your age group, but like who listens to the podcast? I'm Everybody saying if you young, if you're young, <laughs> bro, you just have to deal with it. Because like you young, you it's not really your place. So I would say from the age of five to maybe 16, 17, bro, no, you don't got no choice. Whatever they tell you to do, you better go do it. If you want a place to live. <laughs> like young adulthood, 17 to like, you know, good on being an adult. Um, like you said, you gotta gauge it. But like I started to realize saying no isn't hard. Like you said, the whole explanation thing. My older brother's like, you don't gotta explain nothing. What do you gotta explain? Like, you don't gotta explain anything. Like, in a sense, maybe certain situations you have to explain, like, hey, I can't do this because I got X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z to do. Certain situations you say no, you say no. Like perfect example, right? This whole thing with the government trying to get people to come in, right? And people mm-hmm. need tax forms, and can you fill out? I'll tell a lot of people no. Well, I've been watching you since you were six years old, and you <laughs> used to come to my house and eat this. And oh, I said no. Why? I said no. Why do I gotta explain to you? You're not like you're not my mother. You're not my significant other. I said no. So people, I'm sorry. All right, it's okay to be the bad guy. Because for me, long period of time, and I struggle with that here and there. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to be the bad guy in a lot of people's stories. I always want to be the good guy. Oh, I can help you. I can do this, but then it becomes tiring. Yeah, and, and inconvenient. And inconvenient, and, and you start burning out. Nobody's there. Like, the same people you fill out these applications for taking the work, 
They're not checking up on you. So it's like, you got to understand. I started to realize, understand who and what I'm doing for. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel like doing it, it's okay to say no. Like, saying no is saying yes to yourself. Ooh, say that again? Saying no is saying yes to yourself. Oh, wow. I mean, that, that's yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> wow. The one line is I never yeah, I never looked at it that way. Saying no is saying yes to yourself. Yeah, huh. because your mental health is very important. Granted, I work in the mental health field as you know. Um mm-hmm. so it's like, yo, sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sometimes you so we all have moments where, you know, we wake up on the wrong side of the bed, maybe you beef with your significant other, maybe a job got on your nerves that day, you know. So you're not trying to come home to do more work. So you like, no, I can't. And whoever's with it, they with it. Whoever's not, they not. But what I started to realize though too, and I shout out to my dad for saying this. Watch when people when you tell people no. Watch their reactions. Yeah. You're have yeah. Multitude, multitude of reactions. Like if if you say no and they never ask you for something, y'all was never cool. If you say mm. no and they're like, okay, like I ain't putting them, da 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 they they got some confidence. He's like, with your parents, it's always going to be a struggle because they're your parents. So, like, you say no, they're going to feel in, they're going to feel entitled. So, mm-hmm. just be careful with that. But with friends, significant others, watch watch the response. Watch how they are. Because that's how it well, going to my new phase with like dating and stuff. I'm like, I'm I'm I, I I'm paying attention to that. I'm like, okay, I, I tell no people. Sometimes I tell females no on purpose just to see how you're going to be. Well, I, well I may even have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the next episode. <laughs> that's no, no, the no, next no, episode. No, no. Saying no, saying no to your significant other. Yeah, that's another. Jumping to it. Nah, sometimes you just gotta watch people's reactions because that's gonna tell you everything you need to know, like how that person is and how that person respects you. Because it's a respect thing. Because they'll tell you, no. the situations mm-hmm. where I liked my mom for something. Hey, uh, or my dad when I was younger and I didn't have a car. Hey, can I borrow your car? No. You're not going to ask them why because they're not going to give you an answer. My dad is somebody. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't. It's no. Or sometimes he will. He'll be like, no, because the last time I let you borrow the car, you didn't put no gas in it. Sometimes mm-hmm. he looks at you, no. And like, what, what am I going to say? Like, it's his, it's his stuff. Like, it's his opportunity. I can't. Like, I'm not a beggar. Mm-hmm. Think about me. I'm not. Once you tell me no, I probably won't ask you again. On the situation, like I'm like, okay, you said no, all right, cool. I gotta go. I gotta go find me a car now. Like I gotta go out and buy me a car because, like, I'm very, I'm very prideful. I'm like, okay, you said no, okay, cool. I asked you to borrow twenty dollars. You said no, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> so are Haitian mothers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I kind of get it, but in a sense, it's like, just be careful. Like, I would say, mm-hmm. be careful. Um, always be respectful because that's something I had to learn too. Um, because when I first started saying no, I think it was built up frustration over the years. Then I started mm-hmm. being a little disrespectful, and that's not even my character. So, like one time, my dad sent me down, like that's not you, like you're not disrespectful, like so chill, like you can say no, but you don't gotta be like mean about it. Just like no, I, you know, sorry, because I'm I'm soft spoken. I'm like no, nah, you know, I can't. Well, why can't you? Unfortunately, I don't feel like discussing that right now. Like I, I started. When you become older, you start realizing, like, hey. But what I would say too, I'd watch other people interact with their parents, mm-hmm. and take notes because I'm big on like, okay, like I, I need a happy medium. I would see certain people that live around, like around my way. They would say no, 
and they was having an attitude. I'm like, I, I don't necessarily want to do that. Like, I get what he's trying to portray, but nah. Mm-hmm. And I would see certain people like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I can't. I got homework. I got this. And they would understand. I try to take a medium and be like, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do. But you got to figure out what, at the end of the day, you got to figure out what works for you and your and your family. Or you and, and your, your parents. Family. Yeah. Because everyone's you dynamic is different. Always know your personnel. I'm always big on that. Know your personnel. Some parents are sensitive. You might say no to your mom, she might start crying. So know your personnel. If she's a crier, so you might have to explain a little bit more. If they're going to get mad, ignore it. Like you said, sometimes you got to ignore, ignore them. It's unfortunate, but like, it's a situation where, like, I'm like, hey, oh, no, 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 my, my mom, <laughs> shout out to my mom. Like, I, my mom has this thing where, like, you tell her no, right? What's up her face? So what I do, I kiss her. I come, I come to her face and give her a big kiss, like, mwah. <laughs> and everybody will laugh. Like, sometimes it diffuses the situation. Because I remember one time we was at church. Mm-hmm. She was like, um, I need you to go back to, because, uh, you know, we live in a county, and the church is yeah. there. I need you to go back home and get something from them. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not. Driving yeah. back to the county to come back to third, like, nah, you should have got everything you needed. And she's around everybody, like, she's all with her friends, you know, my mom's friends at church. Mm-hmm. She's all butting up her face. I come give her, and then everybody around is like, oh, and like, they laugh at the dynamic. Sometimes, you know, with me, I'm good at diffusing situations. Mm-hmm. It doesn't kill the problem right away. Yeah. And she's not going to sit here and still be mad around her friends while I kiss her. Then they're going to look at you like, you got a problem. So you got to understand. So I, I can play the game on this. I always tell her, like, I can play with you. <laughs> we we can play these ones, for real, for real. So, <laughs> you got to understand your personnel. If you know your personnel, now it's all the same, you'll be good. Yeah, and, and, I, and I will say this. The sooner you figure out how to how to mitigate that relationship with your parents, the easier it'll be for you in relationship. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, right, parents, Haitian parents, like, they subconsciously condition us to to being you know people pleasers you know if if we're coming home and we see mad people in the crib you know you know or you know like i said giving them rides running errands like we're wired to saying yes and we're we're berated if we say no and so when you get into a relationship and it doesn't matter the sex it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man but you'll become that person where it's like, okay, I have to say yes. Like you said, right? Like, because you want to, you want to keep this relationship. You don't want this person to look at you a certain way or think about you a certain way. You always want to keep them happy, you know? Um, And so that's just, that to me is the biggest concern. You know, if you don't know how to, how to set your boundaries with your parents now, it's not an easy thing to like learn as an adult. Because I, I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like I was telling you earlier, when you start losing stuff, your eyes start to open. Like, I'm going to continuously lose stuff if I don't start exactly. yeah. making yeah. moves now. Because now, I don't got no kids or anything. I'm not married, so I'm preparing. Because I always mm-hmm. tell her, I'm like, would you have asked me this if I had two kids and a wife? Well, you don't have two mm-hmm. kids and a wife. Right. <laughs> okay, then. So you'll treat... Because my sister, she got two kids. You want to ask my sister mm-hmm. for certain things. You want to ask my brother for certain stuff. He got four kids and a wife. So you come to me because you know it's convenient. But realistically, yeah. you you know what, like, it's like you know. 
Well, why am I da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see. So I'm like, I'm gonna start practicing these boundaries now because I felt like going back to my early, earlier story when I was like starting to realize, you know, I was losing stuff around me. If I don't do this now, when I get married or when I get into an, another relationship, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave my wife and say, I gotta go pick up my mom from the doctor. Like, granted, I'm not telling people, hey, always abandon your parents, always abandon your mom. But you have to know, and it depends. Like, I'm not going. Yeah, your partner plays a huge role in that too, because certain females that's like, nah, I don't want nothing to do with your family. Da, 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 da. But we ain't talking about mm-hmm. that right now. But mm-hmm. just know, I'm not telling y'all to abandon your family. I'm saying, if it's another way of to, to fix a situation, do that. Like, if you can get your mama Uber, you got the funds to get your mama Uber. She don't want to get in the Uber. She getting in the Uber because she got to go home. Like I started oh, yeah. realizing that. Like. Yeah, like you're gonna go home. (laughs) (laughs) You're not gonna stay at work. I can't come get you. Like there's a situation like we used to hoop um in in Abington. Mm -hmm. Abington's like an hour and a half from from where 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 we live now. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, she's like, can you come get me from work? No, I'm an hour and a half away. By the time I get to you, it'll be you'll be getting into um third shift. So I can't come get you. Well, I don't want to catch an Uber. I don't know what to tell you. Because if you don't want to catch an Uber, you're going to have to stay at work till, I, till I'm done playing this game. Because I just got there. It cost me $10 to get here. My friends are here. I can't mm-hmm. leave. I got people like, nah, we, we got to we gotta compromise. So you got to start forcing them. But in a respect, like, I'm going to keep this right. into your head. In a respectful way. Because don't be cursing your mama. I'm like, F out of here. <laughs> I'm not. Don't be like Kaysan told me. They even told me, uh-huh. my mama, we are not saying that. Man, man, man. You're funny. In a, in a respectful way, you can say no. But I, I, just to, to add to that, too, I think what also helps is enabling your parents. In a sense, like, there, there are things your parents, they, they come to you for because they don't know how to do it. Having mm-hmm. patience goes a long way as a child, right? Because... I mean, growing up in a Haitian household, we were everything. We were we were doing helping them with their taxes, reading government documents, you know, helping them pay the bills. You know, so there are there are a lot of things that I learned that if you keep doing it, um, they'll never learn. So if you can teach your parents to do certain things, you know, do that. If you can teach your parents how to how to shop online, do that. If you can teach them how to drive, do that, how to work Instacart so they can order groceries, do that. Because we were this isn't the nineties anymore. You know, it's a lot easier. Things are a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But like but, you're um, just teaching them. Be patient, teach them because then your life will be easy. My mom exactly. knows Insta- she know how to Instacart now. She knows how to do Uber Eats if she's hungry and she gotta catch an Uber. Uh-huh. She's not hundred percent comfortable doing Ubers. Sometimes she'll call us. She'll be like, hey like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to church. Um can you call an Uber for me? Like I'll cash up you the money here. Mm-hmm. She she's starting to know, but if you don't have these steps and you have somebody like my mom in the past, she's gonna eat you a lot. So you <laughs> gotta start making moves because if you don't, Haitians in general, not all of them, because some of them are really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they 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 know they'll they'll manipulate you, and 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 it's going back into like um a sociology thing. It's like. These people were getting mistreated, like mistreated in their country. So when they get a chance to, to when they find when they strike gold, they gonna let gold go, or if they they yeah. get out, you think they gonna let that money go? 
Nah, you gotta like coop in a sec, like you gotta cut it dry quick. But like I'm gonna keep saying throughout this podcast, I know we're about to end soon. Respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah, it's gonna get you far. Because <laughs> yeah, I can you go yell at the wrong Haitian, they knock your head out, bro. Ain't nothing I can do. Haitian, they, they don't tolerate disrespect. That's why they was one of the first, you know, countries to get their um, independence. They don't tolerate disrespect. So, <laughs> Call, what they say uh, in, in the beginning of the show's viewer discussion of life, like, <laughs> know your person now. Know your person. Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you this before we head out. Um, anyone you want to shout out? Your mom? <laughs> shout out to my mom. I doubt she listened to it. And if she do, she gonna curse me out respectfully. But uh nah, shout out to my mom, shout out to my dad, shout mm. out to my parents. Like they did a really good job raising us. Um I know sometimes she could be a little frustrated um as far as like the whole spiritual things like my sisters because they don't really go to church. But mm-hmm. they did a really good job. It's just um you know, times are changing. We'll we'll talk about that when it comes to youth in church. Times mm-hmm. are changing. Um a lot of people you know, just to like have a short little say, like everybody's relationship with God is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you we we might go to church. You know, we, we go to church Sundays, and you know, but everybody else's relationship is different. And the church is different. Yeah. A lot of people got shunned out, and that's what the, sometimes, like I said, I'm not gonna go too much on a rant. Sometimes the church don't realize that you know they play a cause in that too. Like not 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 um, purposely, but they mm-hmm. play a cause in that. But you know, shout out to no. everybody. Shout out to all the Haitian parents. Out there, you know, all of them. It's a beautiful thing to be cultured, bro. It's a beautiful thing. It is. It is 100%. All right, bro. Again, thank you so much for coming on. You're definitely coming on for for more episodes because we got a lot of things to talk about for sure. Yeah, we do. But before I go, let me shout out my podcast, Phase One Sports. Oh, yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah, go ahead. Phase One Sports. Phase One Sports. Um, Instagram, NK We Trust. um, I N K A Y underscore We Trust. 